Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks Radio Network. Here's Joe Brand. Well, anytime you lose a game 6-2 and the other team's goaltender is the number one star, leads me to believe that you had your chances, but tonight the Blackhawks couldn't capitalize on them as they suffer their 18th consecutive road loss. The road woes continue, but it's back to work tomorrow as the Hawks will take on a red-hot Edmonton Oilers. I'm Joe Brand. You're listening to the Blackhawks postgame show here on 720 WGN. Our pal Troy Murray is over at the Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, and surprisingly enough, he did not exceed his word limit, even if he was dawdling all throughout the end of uh, John's monologue before we started the postgame show. Uh, bravo, Troy, on, on finally getting it over this way. But uh, I wasn't saying anything. I, I, you were doing a great job of doing that. I, st- I stopped talking. <laughs> just like now, right? <laughs> just like, just like now. I'm not going to say like whatever. You know, just get to your questions. I'll, I'm going to stop talking and well, I'll wait for your questions okay. and I'll start answering them. Right, right. So, Troy, Joe, one of the things you brought up is exactly what I just said. Joey Decord, the number one star. When the Seattle Kraken win this game 6-2, to two, the Hawks had their chances. That We've talked so much about the offense just not quite being there. That's exactly what it was tonight. It just wasn't quite there. It was there, but it wasn't quite there. Now you're out with a loss for words. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they had chances. Now you can go and, ahead. Yeah, no, they had chances, and I feel bad for them. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of laughing because, you know, what else are you going to do? I mean, in this situation, they've lost 18 straight in a row on the road here. But the effort was there. They had chances. Decord was excellent in this game. And, you know, at the end of the game, a lot of times, it just in your mind or, you know, black and white like it was in this game tonight that it, you know, one goaltender was better than the other. And Soderblom has, has struggled with his confidence. He didn't look... Saul, I mean, he was, you know, I, I thought he was scrambling in this game. And, and at the other end of the ice, Decord was great. And, you know, you have the chances. You don't have the pure snipers in the lineup. And if you have those guys, maybe they find a way to score on, on Decord. But the Hawks had chances. They peppered them. They had 36 shots on goal, 35. They took one away. So 35 shots on goal. Uh, they did what they needed to do to create opportunities. There was lots of traffic around the front of the net. They they worked the puck around. They did get a Sitco power play goal, and they they had some really good looks, which will be you know one thing that I think they can build on with a positive note. But this was a game where one goaltender came up with the big saves at the right time and some bad breaks for Soderblom, no doubt about it. Uh, one off the skate of of. of uh, Classic. Classic that goes off his skate, then goes off the skate of Sauter Bloom. But I, I thought that his positioning was a little bit off there and maybe not quite ready to, to you know, it wasn't quite alert. And you always got to be alert. The other one went off on uh, uh, Jaden Schwartz's shin pad when Vlasic was pinning him up against uh, the near post or the far post from where the shot came from, went off his shin pad in the net. You know, you can't really fault the goaltender for that. But uh, he just needed to come up with the big save at a couple critical moments of this game and just not able to do that. And for the Blackhawks, they needed to score the big goal at the critical moments, and they didn't do that, but give credit to to Cord. One of the most critical moments, I think, was the near breakaway for Ryan Donato, and then to Cord with the big save, and then it turns into a Tomas Tatar 
breakaway that turns into a goal for Seattle and a 5-2 lead for the Kraken. I ask this because I'm curious. I'm not trying to criticize anyone's game, but Rem Pitlick feeding the puck to Ryan Donato on the breakaway. Pitlick just kind of gives away after that. It could have been a 2-on-0. Is that something where he needs to kind of create a distraction or at least another option for Donato, or is that too much thinking on it? No, Pitlick kind of had it and just, you know, he shot it up there. He he wasn't going to be able to join in, in the 2-on-0, and Donato looked over his shoulder to see where Pitlick was and also to see where the pressure was coming from. He saw that he was in all alone, so, you know, there really wasn't an option in my mind for him to jump up in that play. He was a little bit flat-footed there, had to make the play up to Donato, who had a full head of steam. He goes in there, and then he goes to the back end on the deke, and Decord gets his pad up there, knocks it past, and then goes in behind the net. But I think the Blackhawks, what happened on that play is they were all kind of, you know, you, you, you kind of just tend to drift towards the offensive end, and you're watching the guy go in on the breakaway. Hmm. And all of a sudden, you turn around and say, oh, he didn't score. Well, where's my guy? Well, Tatar was at the far blue line there picks up a pass in full stride and he goes in and he scores you know and right there is you're right i mean it's a huge moment in the game the blackhawks got back within two if they score on that one it's it's four to three now you're putting seattle who's lost three in a row and or four in a row and really looking to find a way to win some games here to get back into the playoff hunt that would have put a lot of pressure on them he makes the big save tatar goes down and he he beat Soderblom. Soderblom didn't come up with that big save, and that was a critical moment of the game. Yeah, Tatar said "tata" and just went away and went away with the puck. Uh, oh, oh, no. <laughs> wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Don't, we'll we'll clip that and we'll email it to you yeah, so you can yeah. listen to it on the plane ride home, just over uh, and, and over. Again. I'm going to be just I'm going to be rolling on the floor here. Just give me a, give me a second here to compose myself. You know, you've been setting the bar so high tonight. I'm just trying to catch up, and you make it really complicated. Uh, Troy, this could be the Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> it's just on a sugar rush. Uh, it's light. You might need that. Yeah, let's go. Hey, Spike, come on, let's go. Where, are you going? Where do you want to go? Let's go to Edmonton. Okay, let's that's, go. That's go. very that's very similar to your Darren yeah, Pang go. impression. Go. <laughs> All right, the, the little fella was between the benches tonight. He caught a puck today, right at the beginning of the broadcast. Yeah, it went right over his head. <laughs> so it wasn't that high, then, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, it was board level. <laughs> All right, Troy, I know you got to go. Because the Hawks have to go because there's a game tomorrow. That's that's one good thing, right? That there's a quick turnaround for yeah, this team, right? Yeah, it's a good thing, but the bad thing is it's the hottest team in the NHL. True. And, yeah. and you're, you've lost 18 in a row on the road. They've they've had the effort there. They played well against the Edmonton Oilers when they were in the United Center, so I think that that's going to get the attention of the Oilers tomorrow. I think since that game, um, you know, they, that was the game where I think they really took off and. They held them to 15 shots in that game in the Connor McDavid era. That's the lowest shot total that Edmonton has ever had since McDavid has been in the league. So they did an excellent job, and they're going to have to have that same type of focus and really, really, you know, tighten things down. You can't give the Edmonton Oilers some of the chances that you gave Seattle tonight because they've got more firepower in the adult in the uh, in their arsenal than seattle does and seattle racked up some pretty good shots and and you know scored enough goals here to to win the game going away well i imagine the hawks are eager to get that one started and hopefully ride some type of momentum because there's there's a little bit of momentum here it's it's not it's not quite enough to take down these teams but there is some momentum with this team right now you know what they're doing a lot of things right and I don't want to get too critical on Soderblom, but he just—he didn't have a good game. Just didn't look comfortable all night long, and and 
you know, that I think that that's going to be a struggle for him because he's got to find a way to get his game back there. They've given him lots of opportunities to work with Jimmy Waite and look, do some video sessions, see what's going on. And I, I just think that he's, he's a little bit... Like Lucas Reichel, just a little bit lacking his confidence right now. And even though he had some good efforts there, not getting rewarded for it. And then some bad breaks. And when you're a goaltender and you get bad breaks, you have to have that short memory. But for Soderblom, trying to find a way to, to win some games to, to help this team out uh, the way that he wants to, it's been a struggle. All right, Troy. Great stuff. I know you got to get out of there. So uh, ta-ta. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> you will we'll t- we'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll see you, Troy. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. That is Troy Murray. He and John Weideman on the call tonight after this 6-2 loss to the Seattle Kraken. It's a late-night game, but we've got actually a rushed post-game show tonight because of the national broadcast. Uh, do want to get to a lot, though. No, it was not a great game for Arvid Sutterbloom. Yes, he did hit some rough luck, but I don't think that explains his overall game. Uh, really excited to see how Lucas Reichel will respond if he's in the lineup tomorrow. Uh, and also, I do think that there is some momentum that this team is starting to gain. It's not perfect. It's not exactly what they need, but there are some numbers that do lead us to believe that some things are going right for this team right now. We'll tell you about those numbers. We'll also give you our numbers so you can call or text us, 312-981-7200. Already getting some texts in, and it uh, looks like we're getting some post-game sound as well. But we got to get to a break. Hawks fall to the Kraken 6-2. This is the Blackhawks post-game show, 720 WGN. Now the Kraken attack, the tower breakaway. Hawks on shoots and scores. A kind of a game-defining goal there. Right before Tomas Tatar made it 5-2 Seattle, Ryan Donato had a breakaway opportunity. That would have brought the Hawks within one goal, but he was stopped by Joey Decord. Seattle comes down the other way. They make it a three-goal lead just like that, and eventually a 6-2 victory for the Kraken over the Blackhawks. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 12.30 this morning here on 720 WGN. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. 312-981-7200. Our guy Devin in Payless Hills wants to talk about the defense. Go ahead, Devin. You're on WGN Radio. Hey, Joe. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm just looking at uh, the goals that Soderblom gave up uh, tonight, and it seems like uh, there's a common trend of the Blackhawks failing to get in the way of passes or shots. And I, I'm not you know, blaming this fully on the defense, and I'm not blaming this on Soderblom either. Soderblom did give up you know, that last goal, that, his rebound control, you know, on, in full effect right there. But it seemed like on the Tanev goal, you know, Philip Kershev could have gotten in, in front of the pass. You know, you can't let cross ice passes through. Uh, and just overall, I felt like the defense seemed lackadaisical out there compared to the offense. Uh, and I think that was a big reason why Soderblom had a bad game. So I'm going to point the finger more at the defense tonight than I would at the offense because it just seemed like it was that was the issue tonight. It was honestly pretty frustrating to watch. All right, Devin in Palos Hills, thank you very much. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. Uh, you can call or you could text. A lot of points there, Devin, and some good ones, too. Uh, kind of interesting that you bring up that you felt the defense was a little bit more lackadaisical than the offense. I think I'd have to agree with you there. I mean, again, the Hawks had 
35 shots on goal in this one. The offense was motivated. They they were they were eager to get something going. I mean, a few times they just missed. In the first period, they had a couple of real close calls. Nick Felino had the wide open net in the second period. Uh, so there were a lot of chances. We we just talked about the Ryan Donato breakaway. But I do think Giving up six goals tonight, there's enough blame to go around. You can blame the goaltender, you can blame the defense, uh, you can you can blame bad luck because that was involved too. It's not the reason why the Hawks lost by four goals, but it definitely was a factor. Uh, you you brought up the Brandon Tanev goal. I, I I'm going to disagree with you there. I think that was that was maybe the ugliest goal given up by Sutterbloom, and I'm I'm just trying to think of. It, it's tough because again there were a lot, uh, but but the cross ice pass. Sutterbloom just wasn't on top of the pass. Believe me, I'm not an NHL player. I never has. I never will be. But it, to me, if you're a goaltender in that situation, you got to follow along with the pass. He didn't move from post to post until Tanev's shot was off. When that pass is going across ice, whether or not Philip Kurashev needs to break it up, I would think the goaltender would be following along with the puck, so he's a better read on it. Also, Tanev got got that puck on edge. I mean, he did not connect on it fluidly. It came tumbling in, and it just found the right spot to the left of Sutterbloom's skate and just right before the post. So it it, it was a, a kind of a perfect situation for Seattle, but also I think Sutterbloom could have read the pass better, and we're not even talk, talking about Philip Kurashev getting in the middle of that. Uh, but overall, yeah, I mean, of course the defense could do a better job. The offense could do a better job, too. But breaking up passes and shots, I mean, the Hawks had 18 blocked shots tonight. Seattle had 29 shots on goal, and I can't do the math quickly enough in my head. But anyway, 18 blocked shots for the Hawks, 17 for the Seattle Kraken. But the Hawks had six more shots on goal than Seattle. I mean, I think their placement was good, but this is still a team that's dealing with a lot of injuries and just a lot of youth on their roster. They're relying on a lot of guys that other hockey teams typically wouldn't be relying on, and that includes the goaltender. Again, it wasn't the luckiest game for Sutterbloom tonight, but it wasn't his best game either. This isn't the showing that we've seen from the last three starts from Arvid Sutterbloom, which I was kind of... Very excited to see how he'd perform tonight after his three starts that he could maybe get on a little bit of a roll and have an opportunity to get some redemption against the Seattle Kraken. Uh, We got some sound from Joey Anderson. He scored the first goal for the Hawks tonight. Unfortunately, one of only two goals for the Hawks in this 6-2 loss. Let's hear from the Blackhawks forward. Uh, It's just not good enough defensively. I think we had... More chances tonight to, to score, but you can't you can't give up the, the stuff we were giving up defensively tonight. Um, it's it's just repetitive, you know. And, um, but yeah, just just not good enough defensively. I mean, the looks we're giving them up all night. You can't uh, you can't give those up and trade for offense. It's it's got to come the right way. And, and tonight we just didn't do it for long enough. It seems like the F threes have been pretty good the past few weeks, and there are just a couple times that. Kind of got lost a little bit tonight. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it before the game. They're they're a team that likes to, to fly guys. Once they get the possession, they 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 take off. And um, you know, we just didn't do a good enough job staying above their third guy and, and getting back. And you know, even their fourth man in the in the rush, they their D like to get involved. And um, it just wasn't good enough tonight from us getting back and and you know keeping them to the outside. You know, it's just 
yeah, it's just soft defensively. Joey Anderson just totally disagreeing with my last statement, talking about the defense and pointing out the Hawks doing a poor job of that. Uh, also, it's worth noting what he said about the speed of the Seattle Kraken. That's kind of been one of their most dangerous MOs over the past couple of years. They're just a, a fast, fluid offense. They're one of those teams that don't have top-level talent. It's And I mean that in a way that... They're a very complete team. They're a deep team. They, they're not relying on one or two guys. they got a lot of different guys that can pitch in, and that's a big reason of their success last season because everyone was clicking so much. And you know, They're having some success this year. They're not quite hitting the quota that they probably would like to uh, after making the playoffs and setting the expectations a little bit higher, but they are still a streaky team, and I think their offense was on full display still tonight. We've got more sound to get to. Philip Kurashev talked with the media. So did Luke Richardson, and we'll also take a calls and text 312-981-7200 uh, really quick joey anderson is our player with the most heart tonight which is sponsored by northwestern medicine northwestern medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program top ranked for 16 straight years by u.s news and world report we'll hear from philip kurashev and luke richardson when we come back hawks fall to the kraken six to two blackhawks postgame show 720 wgn Molino in the left wing corner put it out to jones left point the blast deep slot over to jones left point again to kurashev to felino we shoot the score it's a power play goal, and the Hawks get one back. Ten seconds it took him, and Felino redirects this one into the back of the crack in net. But a boom, but a bing, a power play goal for the Hawks, and it's now 4-2 Seattle. Nice to see Nick Felino get back on the score sheet, his second game back since coming back from an injury. He's also now got ten shots on goal total over his last two games since coming off injured reserve. Seven in that game against the Vancouver Canucks, three tonight against the Seattle Kraken, but this game does go the Kraken way. Six to two, the final out in Seattle. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us uh, from the 312 area code. Bad luck only explains so much. The frustration all around is palpable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, believe me, I'm just pointing out that there was bad luck. I'm not blaming the loss on the bad luck. Uh, it it just was not the Hawks game all around in, in multiple different circumstances. I tweeted it out and kind of said it earlier. The microcosm of the game was the Ryan Donato breakaway that did not go in, and then Seattle turned it into a scoring chance, and Tomas Tatar scored on Arvid Sutterblom, making it 5-2 Seattle. Had Donato scored that goal, it would have been a 4-3 game. And we'll actually give Joey Decord, the Seattle goaltender, tonight's save of the game, which is sponsored by ComEd Financial Assistance Programs. Uh, Philip Kurashev chatted with the media. Let's hear from the other Blackhawks forward. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I think uh, maybe we had some good stretches, but it's not good enough. I think we give up uh, the chances we give up. It's pretty much free. They just get them, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not going to work. Did you feel the weight of, I think this what, 18 straight road losses? Does that weigh on the team? Yeah, I mean, of course, it's it's hard, uh, uh, especially on the road. I think we sometimes come out a little bit flatter than than at home, so we gotta we gotta work on that to to, to get better starts, and and then I think that's gonna help us. It seemed like the power play had some things clicking tonight. Yeah, I mean, it was good to see finally one go in. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, we got to do more. We get, we get a lot of power play every game, so we got to do more for the opportunities we get. Do you feel bad for Total Bloom? Is you know his start seemed to coincide when you guys kind of take a step back? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, the goals that we give up, it's 
yeah, I don't think he can do much on those. It's um, we got to do a better job uh, for him. It's we can't give up those free chances, the uh, uh, the breakaways and all of that, and just the odd man rushes all the time. So we got to do a better job, and then um, I'm sure he'll 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 be good for us. Philip Kurashev picked up an assist in this game as the Hawks fall to Seattle 6-2. One more break, and then we'll hear from Luke Richardson. Hawks postgame show on 720 WGN. Columbus in, back to the left wing point. Darren A across to Kulak. He'll shoot off the post. The rebound, Merzlikens. Scores! Evander Kane, after it hit the post, has given the Oilers a 2-1 lead. Jack Michaels of the Oilers broadcast team, the Edmonton Oilers, the hottest team in the NHL, a 14-game winning streak, host Chicago Blackhawks tomorrow at Rogers Place, Rogers Center, one of those places, uh, as the Hawks, who are currently on an 18-game road losing skid, taking on the hottest team in the NHL. That is our next game preview, which is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. It's an 8 o'clock puck drop tomorrow, which means a 7.30 FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show right here on 720 WG. And we're recapping a 6-2 loss for the Hawks against the Seattle Kraken. Let's hear from the Hawks head coach, Luke Richardson. Well, their goalie played really well, but uh, we're just having trouble burying goals. I thought our power play looked like a power play and really shot the power well and uh you know we could have got another bounce there that would have been great but um you know for us like they had one that went off their shin pad that was going two feet wide and then one off our foot and off our goalie's leg so if we could get one of those uh, one of these games it would just give us maybe a little bit of a boost but you know i think sometimes uh, we got to be better as well like i thought we had a really okay start and then we have a d zone face off win and we don't get it out and it's in our net and then um you know, another kind of miscue uh, in the first period that's in our net. So we can't play like two or three good shifts and have one bad one. So uh, we got to make sure we're more consistent, and that's what we've been trying to do all year. And that's what we're not—we're uh, not there yet. It's an auto breakaway stop, followed by the, that's the season right there, right? Yeah, that's a that's a momentum breaker there. You know, I mean, I think it, you know it was rolling on him quite a bit all the way down the ice, but uh, the goalie played well. He played really well, and then uh, Tatar came down and put it in our net. So that takes a little bit of window to the sales there for sure what happened exactly it was kind of hard to tell kind of how tatar got that break uh i think he was behind dragging behind on the way back and uh i think kevin made a change came on the ice and probably wanted to switch to get onto the left side but you just got to play your position at that point until you get sorted out um so you know tatar just kind of uh, hung around behind him and uh that's and we we, we kind of let the guys know like if they get change of possession they will blow the zone so we're aware of it. We just kind of were, uh, uh, you know, we missed it for about two or three seconds, and that's all it takes. It seemed like there were some tough moments for Alex Vlasic in particular. Uh, the second goal by Schwartz, is there anything he should have done differently? Um, you mean the one, uh, the, the second goal in, in the first period, you mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, Vlasic does so many good things, and he did. Uh, you know, even even drawing that penalty in the third period because he's such a, a good skater. Uh, you know, he does such a good, uh, so many good things that, and covers up for so many people other other miscues that. You know, I mean, I'm not sure if he can do too much more. Right? He's probably minus three on the game sheet, but I don't think he's directly responsible for any of the goals. On the, on the own goal, you want to see stuff kind of rim around. I guess. Um, 
it's a tough uh, pop play. I think he's trying to give it to Dickinson there, and it goes off uh, Vlasi's foot. But that, that's a tough play. It's kind of against the flow when you do that play. Uh, I don't know. I think sometimes we just we have to be a little more comfortable hold on to pucks down in those corners until we have an out. And maybe sometimes it's a little bump off the wall behind our net and use the weak side. And, uh, you know, at times we, we've been good at that this year, and at times we're a little bit rushed to make a play. And But Seth, I thought, played really well tonight. I thought he's shot the puck really well tonight, uh, especially in the power play. And, uh, you know, it led to, uh, you know, some good chances and obviously a, a good goal because they really uh, zipped around on that last power play. Two sets of numbers I wanted to point out. I said earlier, a 6-2 loss for this Hawks team. The number one star ends up being the other team's goalie. That shows you how many chances the Hawks had offensively. Also, power play has been looking a lot better the past couple of days. Eight shots on goal with one power play goal tonight. Ten in the last game, so 18 power play shots on goal for this Hawks team over the last two games. Definitely a good trend. Blackhawks Hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. When you start with Sitco, you're good to go. United Airlines, your Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers, Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help we had here at the WGN Studios, our production crew of Jack Heinrich and Colin McCarthy. They were led by our engineer, the captain, the tireless, Krista Flores, also receives some help from Brett Jackson here. John Wideman and Troy Murray had the call out in Seattle. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand signing off again, a 6-2 loss for the Hawks against the Seattle Kraken. James Sears has your news next. After that, it's Raleigh James. We will talk to you tomorrow night when the Hawks visit the Edmonton Oilers. Actually, tonight when the Hawks visit Edmonton. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everybody. We'll talk to you later tonight.